Welcome to That's How We See It podcast with Sarah and Cindy. You can find us on all social medias at That's How We See It. Follow for more. Hello and welcome. Hello. So, um, today we're going to be talking about something very serious. Um, our past couple of episodes have been very serious. Um, but I, I feel like this one is very important to make. Yeah. Very important to speak about. Um, before we get into it, we're going to have to probably issue several trigger warnings. Yeah. We're going to be talking about a lot of, um, Abuse, physical, mental, emotional, like, on every single level of abuse that you can think of, Jody Hildebrandt has hit all the bases. Like, they, her yeah. and, uh, her and, um, Ruby. Ruby, I almost forgot her name. They don't, they don't miss a box, don't, do they? No, they, they really they... were like, if we're gonna abuse children, we're just gonna Tick every box. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna be the literal embodiment of evil. Yeah. Um, so if, if you don't like hearing that kind of content, then our podcast in general probably isn't for you. Well, um, I mean, we do, um, do lighter things, you know, gossip. Yeah. Just lately, it's, this has been standing out, and it's. I feel like it's important to speak about. Yeah. Because it's very important, I think. In, in my opinion, this brings up the whole... Because... Um, Jody, Because Ruby was a family vlogger. Yeah. I feel like it brings in the um, whole mindset of these children need to be... There needs to be more guidelines to protect these children. Yeah. Um. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. I I just feel like there needs to be guidelines, stricter guidelines on people with kids in general, not yeah. just people who are in the spotlight or out of the spotlight. Um. And it also... Uh, today we're going to be talking about Jody Hildebrandt's niece. Yeah. Um, she's come out, and she did an interview with, I believe it's called, it's a Mormon podcast. Um, but I, I would highly recommend you go and actually watch her interviews. Um, yeah. I believe she did another one. But the first one she did was absolutely... Heart-wrenching. Um, I said she. I meant to use... They, them. Oh. They do go by they, them pronouns, and I completely forgot. I even have it written down in front of my face. Um. But they, the way that they tell the story yeah. is not like how I'm about to tell you the story, because it's from real experience, obviously. Yeah. Um. But they said something in their interview that, like, um, Jody, if, she she's kind of they're kind of glad that Jody um found someone with 
a bit of fame. Yeah, uh, that is... Because uh, that was her downfall. Yeah, because if it had just been anyone, <laughs> the neighbor next door... This would have continued. It, yeah, it would have slipped right under the radar. And my fear is she was going to kill someone. Yeah. Because that was... It wasn't her end goal to hurt and, and maim someone. It was her goal to hurt someone severely. Yeah. This woman has, uh, in my opinion, she has so many mental issues. She is so, I mean... Not to use an improper term, but whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, so... I mean, I would consider her to be somewhat a female Charles Manson. Yeah, a lot of people are considering her to be, like, one of... She was in the makings of... Um, actually, her niece said um, that if she were bor born a man in the Mormon religion, she could have done so much worse. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which is true, and also we're okay. I I feel like every time we talk about the situation, we have to, I have to say, we're not hating on Mormons. No, I I really really don't want well, people who are Mormons to get the wrong impression. Like yeah. we're not comparing you to them. Now now I am going to say, in my opinion, the church that Jody is that she belongs to that sect of the the church. Yeah. They should be is, looked into and investigated. Yeah, they should definitely be checked into. Because not all churches are the same. Right. And not all religions are the same. I can't say that, you know, this Mormon church is worse than this Mormon church. But that church... Specifically, this the one that, that yeah. Jody Hildebrandt attended. The one we're, we're going to talk about today, it's not a very nice place. For children, for... Uh, especially children, and vulnerable children. Children who don't have someone looking out for them. Exactly. Um, or, oftentimes, I think, like, when people have the quote-unquote problem children, yeah, they don't know what to do. And so they take their kid to their pastor, and yeah. you're supposed to, in my opinion... In my opinion, if you are a pastor or a priest or whatever you would like Rabbi, to call it. whatever. Whatever, whatever you, religion you are. Yeah. If you are... The head of the church. The head of a church or you work at a church or something like that. It's almost your duty to do what's right. Yeah. For If you see someone who is being abused, in my opinion, you are an authority figure. Because yeah. you're an authority figure within your religion. You're like a teacher or a... A right, police officer. You're supposed to police that. Yeah, and church. I, I feel like if you see someone who's being harmed, whether it's a child or an adult, it should almost be your responsibility to say, "Okay, we need to work on getting some family intervention in here, exactly. and not just make it, oh, it's the child's fault." Yeah. Or oh, oh. it's the person who's being abused fault. Yeah. I understand within some <coughs> religions. Excuse me. It, the lines blur. I understand, you know, confidentiality and all that. But you can, 
you can be confidential and you can also be a lifesaver because this young lady needed a lifeline mm -hmm. and no one helped her at all. No, just like no one helped Ruby and, and uh, well, all the Frankie kids. Yeah. I, I mean, even Sherry talks about getting out and the abuse and things like that. It, and she's an adult woman now. Yeah. It's so hard to hear these kids tell these stories. She broke my heart. I just wanted to go as a mom and hold her. Yeah. And she's sitting there trying not to cry. Re yeah. And and it's really hard to listen. Now, we were sitting there thinking, is she just making this up? Is she, you know, thing? Yeah. You know, is is it is it fake? Is it well, real? Well, ever since Johnny, uh, came did his whole thing about Colleen, um, Colleen I've been. Skeptical, because I really believed him at first, and yeah. then now I don't. And I thought, okay, maybe this person is coming out to jump on the yeah the bandwagon, but it's completely not that it, at it, all. I believe them wholeheartedly. When you listen to what I believe her is it Jesse. Jesse is her is their name, yeah. It, when you listen to Jesse, you you hear the pain, you hear the suffering, you hear the the turmoil she has or they have, sorry. Um I I'm old and I don't get term terminology, I'm so sorry for her or them. Um but when you hear what Jesse has to say you believe her because it's it's in their body, it's in their uh the way they speak, the way they uh, I mean you could just see it. Yeah. In her uh, their facial expression, their um you know, everything. Yeah. I, I mean, or at least I felt that way. I I agree. Um, so we're not going to sit here and go. It was a three-hour-long interview. Oh, child! And it was hard to sit through. Not that it was boring or anything no. like that. It's like I kept having to stop and physically cry. Yeah, <laughs> or stop myself from crying. Um. Okay. So Jesse is the niece of Jody Hildebrand. Uh, Jesse's father is Jody's brother. I just yeah. want to get that because it was a bit c confusing. Some people were reporting that it was uh, it was different. But yeah. That that is her father is her uh, Jody's brother. Um, uh, her father is the oldest child of all of the seven. Yeah, they have seven other siblings or and six other siblings. She said Jody was the second or the the youngest, second to the youngest. I believe youngest? second to the youngest. Okay. Um. So they have like a twelve year age gap. Her father and Jody. Yeah. 
And um, she talked. They talked about their their family um, dynamic a little yeah. bit, and um, I feel like it's important to the story to to get that out there first. Yeah. So Jody and uh, Jesse's father, um, their grandfather was a Navy colonel. Yeah. And I feel like that says a lot to how they were raised because she doesn't, they don't really talk about it that often, that in detail, um, because it's not their experience. Um, but they were talking about how the grandfather that they knew is different from the grandfather that was raised that raised their her father and Jody. Jody. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot uh that has to do with a lot of with like the whole grandparenting thing. Yeah. Cuz like your your mom is a different parent acted differently with me than she did with you. Yeah. I mean, with your child, you have to be like strict and you you're what they have, you're who they have to fall back on. But when you're a grandparent, you know, most of the time you have, like, oh, uh, well, I'll give you everything you want, and then you go home, and your mom and dad have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but... Or, oh, I was a little... I regret not emotionally being there for my children, so I'm going to emotionally be there for my grandchildren. Exactly. You kind of, like... It, 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 I, it's kind of like the first child thing where it's like, you're kind of, you're overbearing with the first child, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, I don't have to actually be that overbearing, so you get less and less strict with, as the children go along. Um, I say this as being a third child. It's like the diaper bag. That's yeah. what I think of it. Okay, when when my first child was born, I had three diaper bags. And a stroller, and a pack and play. Everywhere I went, I mean, all that luggage came with me. Second child, one diaper bag, stroller. Yeah. Third child. Third child, a diaper, and and maybe <laughs> a stroller, or or a, a you know. You charity. realize you didn't need as much as you went. Exactly. You didn't need to be as strict as. As uh, overbearing yeah. as you did with the first one, which is like makes me feel really bad for first children, first the oldest yeah. child in the family because they get all the pressure. <laughs> yeah, well, they say that the oldest child is the one most likely that has to take care of the parents because yeah. they're the most responsible. Yeah, they're and younger siblings. All the pressure gets put on them. Yeah. But I heard their dad was a little different. Now, it, I norm, we have to talk about the religious aspect because that is the main catalyst for the story. Yeah. The Mormon church... If you don't sort understand... Sort of made Jody who she was. Yeah. If you don't understand how... Mormonism works, then you're not going to really understand how, like, yeah, you know, if you don't understand how 
It's like certain cultures. Oh, I would never do that. That's so weird. But it's not your culture, so, you know, in that culture, it's not weird. Yeah. You know, that's just yeah. what they do. Um, and there's usually probably about 15 reasons behind it, and, you know, if you actually sat down and looked into it, it actually might make a little bit of sense. Yeah. So, um, they have the whole umbrella tier thing. Um, yeah. And I, I think this mainly speaks towards, like... The, um, FLDS. Well, now, I, I, it is in, like, most of the Mormon religion, think this way, you know, think that way. You know, the men, the church is the highest, and then the men, and then, you know, somewhere the woman has to take care of the house, and the man has to go out and work, and he's not to come home and work. Oh, my God. Um, and children are just left to themselves, apparently. Yeah, children are at the bottom. Um, so, Jesse talks about how they were the problem child. Yeah. And I, I'm putting that in quotes because I, from what it sounds like, they were not really that, I mean, I wasn't personally there, so I don't yeah. know. I, like, they talked about how they would, you know. Constantly be asking questions and yeah. and making trouble for their family because their family is the type that's like, oh, you know, put it in a box and don't talk about it. Yeah. Anything that happens is you put it in a box and don't talk about it. And it, that sounds strange to me because that's not how I was raised, you yeah. know? Like, we get in massive blowout fights and then, you know... Oh, show's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... <laughs> Let's go watch a television show together. Or, or we'll say, like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, that I said that, and I didn't mean yeah. to say that, and, you know, I apologize. And then we make up, and then we go and watch, like, A Midsummer Murder, <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like, um, so, to hear about... it. it Talking about your feelings is very important, especially talking about your feelings with your kids, in my exactly. opinion. And so, the whole put it in a box, because, um, like, Jesse talked about how their parents would, like, she'd be fighting, they would be fighting with their mom, and then her mom would just go into another room and then come back out and make dinner like nothing happened. Yeah. It's not to be talked about anymore. It's done. Yeah. Um, it was a no-conflict household, and it, it also, they were also bullied in high school, or in school, um, which is never fun, but if you also have that put it in, put your feelings in a box type of attitude, who, who do you talk to? Who yeah. is Jesse able to say, hey, mom? I'm being horrifically tormented at school. Yeah. Like, do something about it. Yeah. And um, it really sounds like, in my opinion, there was absolutely no one in Jesse's life to say, Hey, I love you. You're doing a great job. Yeah. I know it's tough, but keep on keeping on. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Um, they were talking about how at seven years old, you know, pretty much that they were, they knew that they were gay. Yeah. They knew, she, she said queer. It bothers me to say queer. I don't know why. Well, because it has a negative connotation for some people. Yeah. It's been used as, like, a derogatory term. Some people have, like, reclaimed it. Yeah. And they they use it, um... I just feel bad. It's like the N-word to me. I just... That seems like I shouldn't say that. Yeah. She can say that because that's what she is. But... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, No, I, I completely understand. Um, but they were, they were talking about how, and if you've known anything about being Mormon, being gay is like the number one, you, you've committed murder uh, type of sin. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, when she started becoming, what, 10 or 11, 12, somewhere around in there, the makeup started getting darker and yeah they talked about how they would go to school and put on dark dark makeup and like experiment with it and then have to like wash it off because they weren't allowed to wear it at home yeah and dad was no zone no yeah um again i think i think that's how your parents were raised and you have to kind of like break a cycle and that's really difficult yeah because like if your parents never spoke to you about their about your feelings then you're not going to talk do that with your your children i know that there's times to say this but my big pet peeve is calling someone stupid uh retarded you should um, never call anyone retarded any any of those things and I hate it when parents look at kids and say, you don't need to know what you've done wrong. You've just done it wrong, and you're <laughs> going to stop. Yeah, because if you don't explain what you did wrong, then how am I supposed to not do it again? I don't need to tell you. I hate that. I mean... If you don't need to tell me, because when I hear that, that makes me think like, oh, you don't know what I did wrong, and you're just mad at me for no reason. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so... They talked about how the fact that, okay, they were getting bullied in school, and they already were going to church, like, every single day, so they, the, and, like, their father literally told them, hey, you need to find a sport that you love so that you can get into college. Yeah, because... Because that only they, deals with sports. Sports, politics, and religion. That was all he they wanted to talk about. And that's all they were allowed to talk about in their house. Yeah, and so that made Jesse dive into her religion or their religion a lot more than like I mean, nobody should be reading the Bible or like the Book of Mormon like multiple times. As much as she has. Yeah. Um. And it was, it was, like, sh- they were on this, like, but it, it really, they were really intelligent, very yeah. into school, got great grades, until 
things went wrong. Yeah. It, it's like, it, the saddest part, though, is how Jesse was talking about how they dove into religion even more just so that they could be loved by their family more. Yeah. And so she, they started, Jesse started associating religion with love. Yeah. And that's not, in my opinion, that, that's where you get into, like, some, some, uh, I'm trying to think of a proper word to say. Um, I mean, God, It gets me, into a sticky situation. Yeah. Right there. God is supposed to be love. God is supposed to be a kind and just God. If, He's not if you supposed believe, to be yes. cruel and, and horrible. Now, I choose to believe in God, but I, I like, I mean, reality is, yes, there, there is no way that this all happened in, you know, the world happened in, like, six years or something like that, or 6,000 years or whatever they say. But I, I like to believe that there's somebody out there who's looking down and, and thinking, oh, maybe it's just an alien. Maybe Tom Cruise has got the, My God. Know, thing. But I like to believe that there's someone there looking down and, you know, trying to comfort me when there's, you know, nothing. Yeah. You know, when they're, when I'm hurting or whatever. But reality is you have to make yourself happy. And if there's a God out there, then, you know, I'm not going to get too into it, but I think... Yeah, we're not doing a sermon. Yeah, but I think that, you know, to each his own. And I I just felt worse and worse for this child as... The thing that makes me so sad is that Jessie is, like, in her, in their 30s now. Yeah. And they're only just now being okay with this. Yeah. Or well, starting. Up, in, up until now. It took her 14 years to get to where she is, or they are, and now it's like, boom, a big setback. Now... Like I said, Jesse's dad was like, I don't, if if you don't, I don't really want anything to do with, with Jesse. Like, That's so they, sad. they preferred her brother, um, her, the sister was more with the mom, so there was really not that many people for, for her. Yeah. For Jesse. Jesse got no attention. Sister... Wasn't sister in in like soccer or yeah she they like her sister did sport the sister did sports but um the grandpa though did have a good relationship yeah. with Jesse still in the older mindset though yeah so it I'm not sure they didn't talk that much about the grandpa but yeah. um. She loved her grandpa. Yeah, a lot. Now, okay. Um, Jessie talks about how she, at like, 
10 or 11 was experimenting with like kissing girls. Oh, okay. And that in, you know, like that's a no-no in the Mormon religion. Oh, yeah. And um she Jesse talked about, you know, her sexuality and things. And I thought it was really funny this line that she said. Uh Jesse talked about how she's talking with Jody. And Jody is preaching that like you cannot be gay. All in in Jody's opinion, this is what Jesse says Jody's opinion on this is. And this has been stated she Je- uh not Jesse. Jody has a lot of evidence out there that she's very homophobic. Uh, yeah. So I would not put it past anything. I, I believe her when I believe Jesse when she says this. Yeah. Um but Jody said, um, you know, all gay people are out here just thinking about sex all the time, trying yeah. to think about how they can, you know, inappropriately touch you and things like that. But if she were gay, if Jody were gay with her best friend, then it would be on a deep and emotional connection and it wouldn't actually yeah. be a sin. Yeah, because... Because she's different. Yeah, well, in her opinion, to be gay, you have to be, you Like know, some deviant and be like a sex addict. Yeah, well, and you're apparently, just out here raping everyone. And apparently Jody thinks everyone is a sex addict. Apparently. In my opinion, I think it's not everyone else thinking about sex all the time. I'm thinking it's Jody thinking about sex all the time. Oh. Because, like, why are you always accusing people of thinking about sex all the time? Exactly. And why did you move in with your bestie? In my opinion. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, be one of those people who are like, oh, I think that person's gay. Well, I don't want to slander gay people, but I think... Ruby and <laughs> Jody are gay. gay people. Um, you know, I, I believe Kevin got knocked out of the race. A, I, I, as a person who was very scared to talk about sexuality for a really, really long time, um, it's okay, Jody, if you're gay, if you're just a little gay. I mean, you can still like men, but if you're a little. If you're a little yeah. gay sometimes, it's not that bad. It's called being bisexual. Yeah. Uh, well, now, from what I understand, she's had one partner, and her... Well, after Jody got divorced, after he left her... Yeah. Uh, men are the worst. Yeah. She, Jody Hildebrandt hates men. Let's just oh, put that out there. She does not like men. Yeah, that's not even our opinion. That's well, it, a lot of fact. Jesse said that it was actually a little rumor in the amongst some of the people in the church. Yeah, that Jody was a suspected lesbian. Well, I I don't suspect it. I <laughs> pretty much. Uh, well, we're gonna uh, say allegedly because I don't want you know. Allegedly, want, she's gay. <laughs> allegedly um, she prefers women allegedly in my opinion oh she... I, I think she definitely prefers women and thinks that i don't think she thinks men uh, i allegedly think very she's in love with ruby 
<laughs> allegedly, in my opinion, she's in love with Ruby, Frankie, and she got rid of Kevin so that she could have Ruby. Now, in um, now we're gonna time skip because I- I'm only going to talk about the highlights of yeah. Jesse's story. You really need to go and listen to how they tell it. Yeah, she's been giving a few interviews, not too many, but it's kind of hard for them to speak on this, so, I mean, you really do need to go and hear what Jesse has to say. So, when Jesse was about 15 or 16, so this is about, like, 08, 09. Yeah. Um, they, like I said, they were the troublemaker of the family, they were always, like, you know, talking back to their mom, you know. Questioning why. Questioning everything. Being, you know, a menace in their family's life, essentially. Even though, in my opinion, from what she, what Jessie was saying, um, she sounds like me. She was just questioning her religion. And and that's normal. Yeah, it's normal for children to ask questions because... That's what they do. That's how you learn. Yeah. Well, she was also Jesse also described was talking about how, like, she was reading the the religious books. Yeah. Already going into it, knowing it as fact, and so it wasn't like there was nothing to find. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and. They were going through a lot of mental problems at the time, mental health issues yeah. at the time, um, and they were dating a 21-year-old. Yeah. At, um, at 14, 15, or 15, 16. Yeah. And so, at this time, um, her grandparents were having their 50th anniversary, um, and they packed at the kids, and they all went to the 50th anniversary. Now, Jessie is also a vegan. Yeah. Um, and they got into a fight with their mom at this anniversary dinner because, or, or not vegan, uh, ve- vegetarian. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing was meat. The whole meat, or the whole meal was pretty much meat. And so they didn't eat. And so for her job to be the dishes... Or Jesse's job to, to be the dishes. She did. They didn't feel like um, they should have to do the dishes. Well, I mean, uh, because they if didn't you eat don't the eat meal. Anything. <laughs> um, and so they got into a blowout fight with their mom, and they went down to the basement, and the mom and dad stayed upstairs, yeah. and Jody was at this dinner, and. Jody basically flat out talked Jesse's parents into leaving. Yeah. This is in a different state. Too. Now they lived in Corona, California, and this was in Utah. Yeah. So they lived in a different state. They left their child at their grandparents' house. And Jesse was not aware that any of this was happening. She was still locked downstairs in the basement. Well, she wasn't locked in there. Well, she locked herself in there, she said. Um, but she was still, they were still down in the basement. And, uh, Jody basically talked her, 
Jesse's parents into leaving and going home. Going home. And Jesse was just there. And the the party was, I guess, at Jody's. So she just stayed with Jody. Well, and she actually lived with their grandparents during the week. Yeah. At first. At first. During the week, she lived with um, the grandparents. And then on the weekends, she would they would go to Jody's house and um, do her, their therapy. Because Jody was a licensed therapist at the time. Yeah. Um, and the eventually, because Jesse wasn't changing, because really there was nothing, there wasn't, um, you, you can't fix the behavioral issues without fixing the mental health issues first. Yeah. Um, and the methods of, uh, in my opinion, flat-out torture yeah. that she was doing to Jesse uh, was never going to help. It was just going to make it worse. No. It was never going, there was, she wasn't trying to help. No. In my opinion. I think Jody was just trying, I mean, Jesse was her guinea pig. She was just a little girl, and she could do whatever she wanted to her. Jody is was an athlete in uh, school all the way up mm-hmm. like like she said yeah. before she actually got a scholarship the the her dad Jody's dad was like in the military they were sports family and Jody was like a well you could see she's a big hefty strong person Jesse is not. Jesse was little. Yeah. She she didn't she didn't do sports, nothing. So of course whatever Jody did to them, that's that's what happened because Jesse couldn't control it. Yeah. It's not like she could stand up and fight. Now um basically Anything that gave Jesse happiness or worth Which is so had sad. to go. So Jesse, I guess, used to have really, really beautiful long hair that she cared about a lot, and Jody made her chop it off like boy short. Yeah. Um, at first she could go to school. Uh, Jesse said that they only went one semester of school that year. And then, oh, you like school too much? It's gone. Yeah. So then they went homeschool. And then eventually it was gone completely. Um, now, Jody talked about how the devil was working for Jesse. Yeah. And that she was working for God. And every day she was fighting demons. Every day she was with demons. So basically, Jody is saying that Jesse is Satan. Yeah. Um. In she my opinion, she needs a fifty-one fifty. She was um, well. Not Jesse, Jody. I think Jesse said that she was. Uh, one of Jody's diagnosis was 
uh, narcissist and a psychopath. Yeah. That she had been, Jody had been diagnosed with that uh, prior. I wouldn't put it past it. And so when you have psychopathic tendencies, you're going to find some ways to manipulate people. And Jessie had always been very religious from the time she was born. It was, you know, fed into her. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how they felt when when they're being called a demon? Yeah. When they're being called, you know, a horrible, like, Satan person? Yeah. That has got to wear on your psyche. Well, we're going to get more into it. Here, it, well, it gets I, worse I, from here. Yeah. Now, I there was a point that Jesse brings up that I absolutely believe needs to be talked about. Jody, when she was a practicing psychologist, um, she was recommended clients by the pastor. And this is where we get into the religion. Of the church. Um, this is where, on specifically, the church needs to address. I feel like they need to put out some sort of statement or something because this I, is true. Yeah, I definitely think that the church needs to answer to this. So there are um, these lists of approved church-approved psychologists and things like that, and or doctors. doctors, things like that, and. If you, like, say I'm going to the church and I need a therapist. Like, I'm, I'm struggling. I need some sort of therapy. Yeah. Um, and the, the, I don't have that much money, though. And yeah. it's not covered on my insurance. Well, the church will say, we will pay for it. We got this. Yes. So the church will send your ties, because if you've never been to church, you have to pay, like, a dollar or Whatever, Whatever, 21% of your income or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, some people pay like thousands of dollars to the church. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm not saying is anything wrong with that, but, um. If that's what you choose to do, then that's. Yeah, if you can afford, I mean, like, if you're not, like, taking money away from your kids or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, not paying medical bills so that you can pay the church. Yeah. Like, um. So they they'll take your ties and use that to pay, yeah. The the psychologist. So Jody was being paid by the church to torture this poor child. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, definitely. I I truly believe that the church knew. They oh, had to have no, known. No, the church some. didn't know because we're gonna get into that. I the church they did had know. to have known some of what's going on because. You can't be that sadistic and just get by with it. So, because when Jessie, because she would have to go to church. They would have to go to church. Um, um, I may use she pronouns at this time, so I'm sorry. Um, Jessie would We mean be, no offense, it's just... At that time, difficult. she was, Jessie was considered a... A female, she doesn't have a gender now. Yeah. Um, so sometimes in her story she was talking it as as, she... as a female perspective. Yeah. So I may use female pronouns. I apologize. Um, 
they would have to go and um, go to church and not speak to anybody because every everything Jesse was told by Jody that everything that they say is a lie. Yeah, everything she they just say. She's always manipulating people. And people would come up to her and be like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? Because she was, like, clearly very sad, very, uh, you know, malnourished. Because withholding food was, like, also yeah. a thing. Um, it's good to starve. And it's part Apparently. of your penance. Um, and so people would be like, are you okay? And she would have to just stare at them. She, if she said something... It would be worse. Yeah. She would get in really big trouble. Oh. And sometimes, Jesse talks about going to church in public with duct tape on her mouth. Because yeah. eventually, duct tape, because, because people were asking her if she was okay, even if she didn't speak to them. Yeah. Because people were asking her if she was okay. Yeah. Um... She would be punished. Yeah. Because she's manipulating. Yeah, with her with her mind or, or whatever, she was manipulating. People, the the, the she, pastors, Jesse the people went that went to the there. main pastor, and he, she says his name. I forgot to write his name down. But yeah. in the interview, she flat out says the pastor's name. That pastor, in my opinion, I apologize, you can go to hell. Well, he will. I mean, um, because you can't help torture Jesse someone and talk to him and told Ugh. him what was going on. Jesse said, "Hey, she's not feeding me. She's tying me up. She's hurting me." Yeah, I'm not allowed to speak to anyone. I'm not allowed to look at anyone. She says I have the devil in me. You know, I need help. Can and you help me? He, they did nothing. Nothing was done. Now, Jesse also talks about how, um... Well, just the people that saw her at church, they all need to go with them. They all need to get in a group and line up and, and just open the gates of hell for these people because they're just as much to blame. You may not have put hands on her, but you allowed that woman to do this, and, and that's just wrong. I hope they thought about that every day and every night. I I hope that she lives in their head all the time. Now, Jesse talks about how um, Jody would. One of her things is to make you physically uncom uh, so physically uncomfortable. Yeah. That it expels the demons from you. Yeah. Um, so she would make her, she would make Jesse sleep outside in, um, in the snow. The snow. People in the snow. With no, like, now, Jody, uh, Jesse was also not allowed to speak to her family. No. For like a year. Yeah, not at Christmas, not on birthdays, nothing. Oh, no, no, no. She wasn't allowed to have any of that. No, oh, no. Forget that. She never got any of that. I mean, like, for their yeah. Christmas or birthdays. No. Now, um, Jesse said she didn't know if there were letters that, like, 
maybe they wrote letters or something like that. But well, her she mom was had never, said that um, she had sent her letters, but Jesse never got them. Like yeah. on Christmas. Now, um, but like Jody had told Jesse's parents that, uh, oh yeah, she's sleeping in like a really good thermal sleeping bag. Like no, this was like a Walmart. $25 sleeping bag that, like, doesn't hold in heat at all. And, um, what, you know, she's forced to sleep outside, curled up in a little ball. And she's she's still hungry now at this time. Yeah, because she's not able to eat all the time. Um, and so it, it's just awful things like that. Um, now, at this point in time, what we're not telling you is she she went from staying at her grandparents house five days a week to now she's living permanently with Joni Jody yeah Jody has power of attorney over her yeah and also Jody has two other children yes she has two other kids um and uh, Jesse is still somewhat friends with one of them. uh the daughter yeah, she has a son, son uh, but, like, um, they have a whole separate trauma, Jesse said, yeah. that she didn't get into. Well, um, that's their trauma. Yeah. Um, but she was also forced to, she had to go everywhere with Jesse, with Jody. I mean. Like, yeah. like, Jesse was not allowed to be alone, and she... Jesse talked about how there was spies in the church that, like, if Jesse looked at someone or talked to someone, they yeah. would go and tell Jody, and then she would Jesse would be punished. Yeah, and like Jody worked at this kind of a golf course. Yeah, and so. Jesse had to stay in this closet. While yeah, Jody... it was a small little room that actually it had a closet in it, and like there was nothing to do in the room. There was like nothing in yeah. the room, just a chair and a table. And she would Jesse would be locked in this room. Yeah, I don't understand how that was allowed, but okay. Now, Jody had a uh, an assistant. Yeah. And the assistant knew that this little girl was, or this teenage person, was locked in this room, but never did anything about it. She even went into the room a few times and never, never did anything about it. Never asked, should she eat? Nothing. No. Well, I, again... Jody has a way of manipulating people. Yeah. So. Well, like Charles Manson, again, I'm going to bring him up. He, they said that um, the attorney, the district attorney said that when he was questioning him on the stand, because Charles Manson took the stand. When he had he to was, look away. He couldn't look him in the eyes because his eyes... He could hypnotize you with his eyes and make you believe what he was saying. They, they believe that he was that good of a manipulator. And I believe that Jody well, could do... 
I mean, pretty much the same thing. I mean, for a woman to be like that supported by the church, yeah, and especially the Mormon church, uh, she had something going on. Yeah. Now, um, she Jesse had several times that she tried to run away, and then she would always be brought back. To, yeah, but she did run away one time, and. Yeah, thanks to the assistant. Well, the assistant, somebody came in and put a coat in the, uh, this little raincoat in the room. Yeah. Jesse talked about how she, they didn't know if it was intentional or not, um, but it was, um. There was no heat in the room, There so was no, um. Maybe, maybe the, they found it on the golf course and just kind of threw it into the yeah. room. Maybe they were thinking, hey, it's cold in there. Yeah. And, like, Jesse just had, like, some holy shoes. And, yeah, like, moccasins. They they didn't. Yeah. She was not properly dressed. But no. she ran away. She didn't have any money. She actually had, they, Jesse broke into a church <laughs> and actually stole $5 from the church. Yeah. And, um... I thought it was really sweet that Jesse talked about writing down the church's address so that when she made money, she could, they oh, could send five dollars back. That's sweet. Because they felt so guilty having to ch- having to steal the money, yeah. but there was no food. Like she, they were hungry. Yeah. Um, and oh, she was wearing a uh just a windbreaker skirt and some. Holy moccasins. Ugh. Like, you know those, like, long skirts? Yeah. Um, and, uh, a family, or a man and a woman picked her up, picked Jessie up on the side of the road, and thank God they were not perverts. Yeah. Um, but they were like, you know, you know, you're telling us a fake name, you're clearly not 18, you know, we're not gonna just be like, harboring a minor, you gotta, you gotta freaking, you gotta tell us, you gotta tell us who you are, or we're dropping you off at the shelter, and she was like, take me to the shelter. Yeah, because she was so afraid that, now, when, when Jesse, because she eventually, she was found out, and when Jesse, when the cops were talking to her, because she spoke to the police, she was like, I will go out and I will commit a crime. Just arrest me. Put me in jail. I don't want to go back. And when I'm hearing that, and I'm a police officer, and I'm thinking, what happened to this child that was so bad that they would rather be in prison? Or stay at the shelter where she was being essayed. Yeah. Jesse insinuated that there was some unsavory things that happened to her, them at the, at the, um... Yeah, Shelter. she didn't say, yeah. Um, they didn't get That's into that, legend. which, you know, we don't need to know every single part of the story, just the Jody part. Yeah. Um, but they did end up having to go back to, um, they didn't take them to Jody's house, they took them to, um, Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa's house, where they lived. Um, and... Then, I guess, 
Jody came and got her. Well, they didn't see Jody after that. Okay. Um. Now, <laughs> they went back to their parents, and basically, the the well, the well, mom the and dad came over to the grandparents' house and was like. We know we're sorry. Well, yeah. didn't say they're sorry, but like, yeah. Um. Basically, tried to basically trick her into meeting up with Jody. Yeah. Even though they clearly, specifically, did not want to do that. Like there was this dinner that they were going to be going to, and Jody was going to be there, and they were like on the way there, and they ended up dropping. Her, dropping Jessie off because Jessie was like, I'm not going if she's gonna be there. Like, don't make me be around her. Yeah. Um, but Jessie actually did file a police report. Yeah. On, on Jody, And her, Jessie's father, uh, basically was like, hey, you, you, you know, don't do that. You drop this, or... Don't, don't ruin the family. Yeah. And, and it's like, making, basically shaming Jessie for what happened to her. Yeah. For them, sorry. So, you know, I mean... It's crazy. It's the... She, she lived with her grandparents for a while. Yeah. And then... She finally got out. She's... They ended up dropping... Dropping the charges on her. Yeah. Um, or, or, like, letting the, the case thing go. Yeah. The case has been reopened, though. Yes. Uh, the police contacted her... Uh, or contacted Jesse to, um... Just because the story that Jesse told back then... It's the exact same thing that's happening to these kids now. Yeah, the the story is, you know, duct tape, the tying to the bed. Making them sleep outside, starvation. Yeah. Like, those are all Jody's favorite things. Now, again, there was another person who, um... They ended up taking, uh, she split the the mom and dad apart. Yeah. Uh, because, and then they, the dude had to, like, break into the mom's house to get the kid out of the, out of the attic. Because they were starving. So, like, this is, like, a reoccurring thing. Yeah, and, and guess how old the child was? It was, like, 13. Yeah, 12, 13 years old. So, she likes that age because she can manipulate and control Right, she likes children. Jesse or Jody really, really likes to abuse yeah. children. In and my opinion, allegedly. There, there's a lot of things that we didn't cover. Like, she took Jesse to uh, a mountain, pretty far away from where they lived. They had to drive hours. Yeah. Grandparents had to stay at the base of the mountain, while Jody took her, and she had to run up and down the mountain. Up and down a mountain, running, sprinting, for six hours. 
while being berated saying that you're Satan. Yeah. So. Uh, she, she would make her do sprints across Jody's yard. Um, because I guess she has a big yard. Or had a big yard. And so, Jessie was tortured in so many different ways. She had to sleep outside not just one night. No, like several times. You know, it it's like they were tortured in so many different ways. Like Jody's kids could weren't allowed to talk to Jesse because Jesse would manipulate them. Yeah. So if they were going into the kitchen and Jesse was in the kitchen, they they would have to go and get their mom, have their mom come in there and get Jesse out, and then. They would have to go, they could go in, and Jessie would have to wait in the hall until they got out. Then she could go and finish what she was doing. It's, it, it's cruelty on a whole nother level. Yeah. When you have to stay isolated like that, you're around people. But you're not allowed to speak to people. When you have to go into a church, duct taped, and... And have the church accept this and see, you know, you're hurting, you're starving. And these people are over here talking about having to, you know, go out to lunch and after church and all big meals and stuff. And you don't get to eat it. When you get to be hungry, tied to a balcony, and you know that the people are eating downstairs. Yeah. In the same house that you are, but you're being punished for something you don't know what's going on in your body. Just because you like a girl instead of a boy, you've got Satan in you. Well, I also forgot to mention that, okay, like like I said, Jody thinks about sex all the time. All the, all time. the time. Everybody has a sex addiction. Yes. And see, now... Another thing that Jesse brought up is that, okay, the church, uh, or the, the psychology, what, sex addiction isn't classified as, um, like, they don't have treatments. They don't have, like, medications for sex addiction. Yeah. So, like, the treatments, quote-unquote, that they were doing... Would have to be built under, like, oh, we're treating this person for, um, uh, depression and anxiety. Yeah. Instead of... A sex addiction. Sex addiction. And she said that... She said that at, like, 15... This little girl had a sex Jessie had a sex addiction, and that she, she accused her of... She was not allowed to use tampons. Because she said that she was using them to masturbate masturbate with. And Jessie is like, I didn't even know girls could do that. Yeah. Uh, You know. (sighs) She's like, I I didn't even know that, that girls could actually do that with themselves. I think. So, like. I don't understand. I I think that Jody thinks about it a lot. 
and it, because it's always on her mind, mm-hmm. it has to be on other people's minds. Well, the accusing people of, um, uh, or children especially, of um, doing sexual things is something quite literally um, Ruby is doing with her own children. Yeah. She, she, you know. To walk into court and say your child has a porn addiction since three? And that's why I had to beat, tie up, and starve them is stupid, in my opinion. It's just flat out stupid. Because even if they did, let's, let's say, let's say that the children are little sex fiends, you know, and are out here touching other children, touching their siblings. That's never an okay thing to do. No. It's not okay. You should never tie anybody up. Take them to a regular hospital. Take get them, them to, to right. Get them help, but don't don't just put them in the basement and tie them up and, right? and starve them to death. I mean, what is that going to do? It doesn't make sense. You can't beat a child to you know into submission. You well, just yeah. can't. Well, you can't. It's not. You know, I especially if like they don't know if somebody that like I said earlier, somebody doesn't know what they've done wrong. Then they can't get better because exactly. they don't know what they did wrong. Exactly. They're not going to learn a lesson because they don't know what the lesson is. And and I want to know how her Ruby's three year old got a hold of porn. Well, uh, a lot of people are saying it's like. Probably reading a Cosmopolitan magazine. Why does she have Cosmo in her house? That's not a good Christian book. How how does how did that child get a hold of that pornography in your house? Right. Well, you, they said, I think three, she said it was online, and it's like they're three. They don't know how to use Google. To have, well, they're not allowed to have phones. They're not allowed to have computers. They're not allowed to use that stuff. I mean, realistically, Ruby's kids, everything was online. But not but them. You know, I, 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 I think that the judge will see through this. I, I think there was a reason, though, why so, Ruby got her court changed to... Uh, be with Jody, uh, and Jody it's not has... just because of Jody. I think, I think the church controls that judge, and this is alleged. Alleged. This is my opinion. I I but, don't know the judges. I don't know the court system there. I nothing. But Jody does have a lot of friends in a lot of places. Yeah. Um. She's supported in a lot of areas. And, I mean... Well, and I think Ruby also wanted... I mean, this is obvious. I mean, Ruby knows everyone in that town. Yeah. Everyone knows Ruby in that town. So, if she goes to where Jody is, nobody knows her. Yeah. She can be Little Miss Innocent. Yeah. Um, 
But nobody's believing that anymore. Nobody, I mean, I never believe it, but. No, she's, in my opinion, she's a cruel witch lady. Both of them. But she tries to come off like she's little Miss Perfect, little Miss, hi, how are you? You know, walking in with the pie and Yeah, well, she's not been living in her truth. No. I got your truth. Fight a grown woman. Don't. Don't hurt a child. Right. Try to hurt me. I don't think she'd win. Oh, my God. Like I said before, I think you should definitely go watch Jesse's interview. They tell the story a lot better than I just did. Yeah. I just did the general highlights of it. Yeah. It was over almost four hours. and, And, yeah, that seems like a long time, a big chunk of your day. But it, it, it explains so much well, Jesse about this woman. Well, talks about the, the men, you know, you could hear the mental anguish that all yeah. of this has caused them. And the little face when, when they're telling their story. I don't know how many times I had to stop and cry. Yeah. Because... You know. No, the podcast that they were on, Jesse is now a tattoo artist. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, their tattoos are really pretty. So, like, you should. I think the Instagram is Jesse Tattoo. Yeah. Um, she, she lives in Seattle. If you're in Seattle, you should go and get a tattoo. Yeah. Um, the, the podcast that she was on, the, the Mormon podcast oh, that she was on, um, actually. Besides, the alarm's gonna go off. Um, they actually raised money for Jessie. They actually have a fundraiser for her. Um, so that if she wants to get proper therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Um. She said she spent thousands already in therapy. But, um, last time I checked, there was $14,834 in that. Yeah, on, her on the fundraiser. No, that's not on the Venmo. That's on the fundraiser. Oh, okay. He gave out her Venmo account too. It's still at Jesse Tattoo. So, like, if you want to give her money, no I, e. Uh, yeah, no e. It's Jesse with an i. Um, I would highly recommend sending her money if I had extra funds to give. Yes. I would. Um, because I, you know, well, I mean, she, she's, she's obviously they've opened they, her a case again. So they're obviously going to have to go to Utah, mm-hmm. and that's a big either well, plane ticket or you know. Jesse talked about how they were, um, they they volunteered to testify at the children's trial. Yeah, yeah, they're asking uh, for for them to come and make a new statement because uh, it shows. Um, it, it shows the pattern of behavior. Yeah, and anyone else that is out there that has oh, there's so many thousands of people that have contacted the police and and everything because they have stories to tell about Jody and her method of uh, therapy, therapy. She likes to call it and. I mean, there's so many stories on Reddit, and... Honestly, and this... Je- 
this woman is disgusting. Yeah, there's just so many things that, so many stories that we've heard about what Jody's done. How she lost her license to, for therapy. They, she still, everyone is saying she's a licensed therapist. She's not. She lost those licenses. Yeah. But I believe she is still on the list of therapists. Oh, yeah, for the church, definitely, yeah. So, she might not be licensed, but she's, I guess, licensed through Jesus? I don't... Who is trying to call right now? But, yeah, and, and Jody, I mean, uh, Ruby's saying now that she is a therapist. Yeah. Um, she had been taking classes for about two years. Um, but, I, but I think it's through Jody. I don't think it's through, you know, someone who can actually give her a license. Yeah, because... Now, I mean, it breaks, um, most people who are psychologists or therapists, um, they will not take their own family. Yeah. Because it kind of breaks an ethics type of thing. Um, and it's also like, you're not supposed to live with your therapist. I I mean, I'm pretty sure that should be against the law. I I think it's against the, the... I mean, Ooh. at least ethics. I think it it is against the psychology ethics board. Yeah, I I mean it should be because how can you live with your therapist? How can you be impartial? Exactly. If your therapist is your aunt, if you know them on an emotional level. Uh, I mean, asking for advice like, "Hey, I um, you know, my therapist has recommended me take this medication because they say I have this. Do you think this is, you know, yeah, what I'm supposed to, what I should be doing? Do you think this is an okay route to go about? Or, but I, like, my medicine's making me feel kind of drowsy. Do you think I need is to... Is that normal? Do I need to, you know, asking no. those kind of questions isn't that bad. But, like, living with her, saying you're her therapist. Yeah. And she would also, uh, another thing I forgot to mention... There's so much. Jess, Jesse was forced to write down her sins, basically. Oh, God. Yeah. In little letters to herself. And, you know, eventually Jesse would just, like, start making things up because there was nothing for them to confess because Jesse didn't do anything wrong. Well, I mean, if you're just sitting there in a room, isolated, you don't watch TV, you don't listen to the radio, you're not allowed to get on the computer... You don't have a phone. There's nothing to do. How, how are you sinning? How are you sinning? So, um, and then Jody would come in and she would, Jesse was forced to get down on her, her knees in front of um, Jody, Jody. And Jody would scream at her the letter and read the letter back to her or back to Jesse and uh, basically make her feel bad about it. Yeah. And she would have to beg Jody for forgiveness. Yeah. And then, like, say, say she was in the car and she was crying. Jesse was crying, and um, somebody asked her, asked Jesse if she was okay. And Jesse would have to go and apologize to that person for manipulating them, for 
them thinking she's sad. Yeah. I mean, she had to do that one time because four people went to the church and asked... Like, hey, this person's not okay. Yeah, she's being duct taped. She's not speaking to us. She She just looks at us like she's... And she's lost a lot of weight. They went to Jesse. I mean, they went to Jody and asked her about it. No. So Jody had to punish her by no. making her go and apologize to those four people for manipulating her. I mean, finally, four people actually showed some feeling toward this well, child. From what Jesse says, a lot of people actually did complain to the church, but the church said they're handling it. Yeah. They'll talk to, to Jody. Well, and so it's like you you want to believe that the church is taking care of this person, and that it's for a reason, you know. And after a while, the, Jody just wouldn't let Jesse go to church. She just she, I mean, there was only one thing that they got to do, and that got stopped. So it's like sitting in a dark room, in the basement. Well, you know, it. that's all they had to do. That's yeah. all their life was for, like, what, three years? Three and then years. she gets these kids and, you know, that's, I mean, he, the, way, Russell didn't even know that his sister wasn't even there anymore. Yeah. He didn't even know if her birthday had passed. In a way, I... I'm glad that she found a child. She found people that are successful. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, mean, that I hate happened. that any children had to be hurt. Oh God, yeah. But like, in a sense. But at least now they can get justice for Jesse for all of them. Yeah, and and the thing that Jesse talked about was mostly feeling validated that yeah. like so many people didn't believe them, and oh. then. That now broke my heart. people are actually being like, "Wait, hold on, that that, that actually really probably did happen." Yeah, that happened to you. And you are now, validated. Now, you know, I I just I think okay, listening to Russell, little Russell on that I tape. I know it breaks my heart every time I hear it. If you haven't heard the nine one one tape. Just to piss you off and make you feel like you are want to go out and like help somebody. Listen to that nine one one tape and listen to the anguish in that man's voice trying to tell the nine one one operator how to help this child. And and this seeing this child with duct tape around him, his hands and his feet and how. He had welts all over him and cuts all over him. Yeah. And, you know, he was just laying there or sitting there in the chair just starving and so thirsty that he couldn't eat very much at a time. They were giving him little bitty things to eat so that he wouldn't throw, throw up. up. I think they said that he drank like four glasses of water, like big glasses of water. It's just straight away. It's crazy to to hear what this woman had so much power over someone could do 
to a, a helpless child. And we don't even know what she did to Eve. We don't even know what she did to Eve. Yeah, they don't. They haven't released the full uh, I mean, detail I on think, everything. I think they're all, they're both out of the hospital. Yeah. But the two girls, the two older girls were left to fend for themselves in a completely other house. Yeah. And see, Russell thought that... Julie was still there. Yeah, that Julie and Eve were walking around in the house. He didn't know because he was in the basement. And then to find out that Jody was in her panic room. Yeah, they were sitting there in the 911 call. Um, and they were like, well, is she there? Is Jody there? Does it, you know... And they're like, we can't find her. And Russell, you can hear his little voice say, well, I think she's in the panic room. She was hiding. In the, in a, she has a panic room in her garage. And to, to hear that how, I'm sorry for my language, chicken shit she was. I think everybody agrees. You know, to hide like that. If you're man enough... Or if you're woman enough to stand up and and hurt a child like that, you better bet you better take your punishment. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not one for violence. I don't I don't punish my kids in that way. I don't. No, but you know I I don't I I mean it wouldn't break my heart if she got the crap kicked out of her. But I'm not a condoning that. I'm not saying that, you know, anyone needs to hurt her or anything like that. But, you know, maybe an eye for an eye might be good in this case. Oh my god, let's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying the the judge could order, hey, whatever you did to these kids, maybe you should have it done to you. And, you know, lock her in a room. I mean, I can imagine she has to be locked in a room because I'm, I'm pretty sure the other uh, people in the jail might hurt her if they find out. Don't yeah. know. She might have that much pool. She's probably sitting around in, with a cell phone and all this stuff. No, I mean, churches do manipulate. Churches do have pool in little towns like that. Yeah. I, I hope not. I hope that, you know, she gets justice. and I, I hope the kids get justice. Yeah. I, I hope, hope Jesse gets justice. Yeah. I hope she gets tried and convicted for what she did to Jesse. I hope she gets tried and convicted for what... I hope both of them get tried and convicted for what they did to those four little kids. And I hope Ruby gets justice. I hope she gets... And Kevin. Don't forget oh, Kevin. I, I I don't know why Kevin's not arrested. He was in those videos. He, I know, but even he's if he didn't, like Even if he didn't do it, he had to have known. I mean, yeah. his daughter uh, Sherry knew. She was fighting for them. Yeah. Why didn't... Now, I mean, I can't say Ruby's sisters were right or wrong. 
I, I can't say her brother was right or wrong. I can't say that they were fighting for the kids. Because... We don't know the full story yet. Yeah, we don't know. They haven't said. Um, if they if they were fighting for them, then, you know, they should probably put that out there. Because I've heard some really bad things about their her family. Where is Kevin's family? And why haven't they done anything? Family, I think his parents have passed. He's an only child? I think. Okay, well then, that excuses them, but... I think, I, I don't know, I, I but if really given Kevin that much thought, other than, you know, regarding this situation. Oh, in my opinion, he's a big ass, uh, just for what he's done to the kids in the past. Yeah. I mean, he's had, they've looked into him, they've, you know, they were there, I can't believe they would say that. They would go in and look and see Russell living on the floor with no room and no privacy. You mean Chad? I'm sorry, Chad. Chad. Well, none of the kids had privacy because she took their door, uh, bathroom door away. That's true. None of the kids had privacy. That, to me, is child abuse. I don't want to see you go to the bathroom. Can't you go to the bathroom by yourself? Yeah, but they, they were doing it. They were touching themselves. Oh, my God. I don't know how how Ruby wipes. Uh, Ruby and, and Jess, I mean, Ruby, sorry, Jesse. Ruby and Jody are obsessed with sex. Yeah. They're the sex fiends. In my opinion. Uh, you know, don't blame it on your kids. Because everything that those kids are, Ruby's ten times worse. She knew that pedophiles were time-stamping her children. Yep. And she was putting her children in vulnerable positions, like shaving their legs. Watching, I mean, recording them peeing. Yeah. Um, being on the toilet, their, you know, their bras, going to buy bras and things like that. I, that's pedophilia, and Kevin was right there with him. Yep. He may not have been always in the videos, but, you know, he's a grown man. Those are his kids. He was living in the house. He needed to take respons. He needs to take responsibility. I agree. So I, I, oh my God, I could ramble on forever. But I think, I think it was important and very impactful what Jesse said. I, I truly, again, you should go and listen to Jesse's story. Yeah. Because. A little bit of what she went through is what those kids went through. Mm -hmm. And it's awful. It gives you a whole new perspective on what they went through. And yes, Jody is probably the manipulator. Ruby is. But Ruby is. But narcissistic. Ruby allowed this woman to harm her children. Yeah, she's narcissistic. Kevin, I can believe he is a little flunky. He's, 
you know, their little boy toy or whatever you want to call it. Oh my god. You know, I, I mean, I, not sexually because they're they're sexually drawn to each other. But in her opinion, in my opinion, but Kevin was probably manipulated by Ruby and Jody a lot. And but I mean, just hearing his students talking about him the way they talked about him. Yeah. If you go online and you hear their stories, it's incredible how all three of these people are so narcissistic. I I, I, I mean, think... clearly Jody's the worst of the bunch, but these parents have to take responsibility. Are they parents? Uh, no. No, they're manipulators. Maybe, maybe we might find the devil in them. In my opinion, that each one of them have a little bit of a demon in them. And it came out and hurt these poor babies. And these babies need to be the courts need to look after them. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why they're all still in foster care and not at Ruby's family's house, not with Kevin. I think they're probably trying to see where the story goes. Yeah. Because, my voice, where, where were, you know, their family... When they needed them. Well, clearly not being able to get in contact with them. Yeah, but if I think that my sister is hurting her child, it's my obligation to call every week and say, Hey, you done something? Hey, you done something? They had 15, 15 confirmed 19 altogether that the cops have been to their house in the last three years. Yeah. Well, I think that's less on the family and more on, on um, the police. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and social services because the police only went out there. Social services were supposed to look into taking Chad's bed and and the whole bathroom door and all that stuff never they just closed the case they said yeah. it was fine it's okay for your 15 year old to sleep on on the floor uh, you know on a bean bag in the winter whatever he had a blanket whatever no he wasn't allowed to have a blanket well you know I guess they could say, well, the heat was on. Um, you know, how how warm was that? Yeah. How comfortable was that? Does the poor boy have scoliosis? Do, it, it, does he have back problems now? I mean, you took everything away from him. I, I don't know. We could talk about Sherry. I used to hate Sherry. I used to think that Sherry was awful. Because I thought, she's the only one that gets attention. She's the only one that's allowed to be sassy. 
But then I found out that Sherry was the only one that would stand up to Ruby. Yeah. And, you know, having to make these videos, you see these things going on and you think, oh, that's horrible. Why does she get to go out on dates and the other kids can't? Why does, you know, she get a cell phone but Chad doesn't? She got to take it away, don't worry. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I could ramble for hours. I think that that is where we'll end it. Um, there are probably more updates coming soon. If not, probably right now, because that's how it usually happens. We'll post a podcast, and then all of a sudden, a new one comes out. Yeah. Or a new information comes out, but... Seems like we're always behind. <laughs> we will um, keep looking into this situation. We love you and treat your families good. Yes. And if there's anything that we got wrong, let us know. Have a